0: Everybody, welcome back to Stepping Forward Podcast. This is Sarah, and I'm here with Rachel. And today we are interviewing Tim from the podcast Blend Credible. We are super excited to have you, Tim.
1: Thank you, ladies.
0: Thank you. We have been enjoying your podcast. We were talking about that just for a second before we started. <laughs> and how I love how positive your podcast is and how you're like step-parenting is a superpower. It's not a negative thing. It's not something to look down on. We are amazing and I love that positivity in your podcast.
1: Thank you. Of Thank course. you very much. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good
2: feel. Uh-huh. Um so, for our listeners who may not have heard your show yet, do you want to give us a little bit of background just on, you know, your step parenting and when you started as a step parent, just a little slice of family history? <laughs>
1: okay, no problem. First of all, thank you so much for allowing me into your ear space. Um, <laughs> I'm digging it. Thank you very much. Um, of course, the podcast that I host is called Blend Credible. And that is kind of a Captain Obvious type of statement, you know, blended families and we're incredible, smash those two together, blend them up and serve them. Blend credible <laughs> is what you get. Um, the uh, It's a weekly podcast. Every Tuesday, we're coming out with a different episode and it's all things step-parenting, whether it's children, um, step-moms, step-dads, mm-hmm. or, you know, even people that want to know about what it would be like to be in a blended family. These are your single parents. Mm-hmm. All of those dynamics can Tune in and enjoy what we talk about. Um, The preface, again, is just what you said, Sarah and Rachel. It's just about celebrating being in a step family, being in a blended family dynamic, um, because we've got so many things out there saying otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to really own and realize that we are supernatural people with different callings that everybody can't step into and do. So, um, pardon the pun, but that is what it is. Uh, So that is what Blend Credible is about. And we're excited just starting and getting some great feedback. And of course we get to meet fabulous people like you too. And we get to be on your podcast too. So I'm digging it. Thank you very much.
0: Yes. You do lots of cool interviews with people too. So I'm always like, Oh, that was a good interview. I like that. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun. When you talk about kind of blending it all together, I just think of a blended family smoothie. I'm like, that sounds nice. Yes, absolutely. Instead of um, thinking about it like different pieces and maybe you're like, I don't like that in there. (laughs) We're all together and it makes something great.
1: (laughs) That's correct.
2: So I know when we were working on scheduling and stuff, because we've had adventures with that, (laughs) um, (laughs) one of the things that came up was that it was your stepson's graduation. How did that go?
1: Right. Oh, I was fabulous. Yeah, we got to get there. We got our, our seats and everything. And I was so proud of him to yeah. be able to graduate, um, to watch him go from middle school and high school and be a part of his life that way. And the very, very proud moment for me was noticing a great growth spurt mentally and his mindset. He came in here and told me the other day, not too long ago before he graduated, hey, um, uh, I, I just killed a bug. And I was like, you, you did. Like, man, that is awesome. And I said, so where's the bug? He said, it, it's still on the floor. I said, well, dude, you know, you got to finish that job. You got to get him off the floor. But for a normal person listening, it's like, okay, your son killed the bug. But no, no, you got to understand this dude. A bug will send him flying like oh. crazy flying. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that he even killed a bug in the home and was able to tell me and then get it off the floor oh, I'm like, oh, that's my boy. That's <laughs> so, awesome.
0: I love that. So, yeah, much. he's graduated
1: on his way to college and, and oh I'm gosh. excited for him.
0: That is so exciting. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. a big deal and a big transition. I have an 18 year old who just graduated too, and she's looking at apartments to move out right now. And it's just a oh. big step so it's
1: fun. It is. Congratulations to you. Yeah,
0: thanks. I'm excited
1: mm-hmm. for her. Congratulations <laughs> so, on that move out.
0: Oh, I know. I'm excited for her. I think she's going <laughs> to really have a good time and just enjoy like, you know, being out from under the parental thumb and doing what she wants when she wants. And also like, mm-hmm. it'll be really good for her to have some
2: responsibilities. So.
1: I'm oh, I like it. That. And it's
2: true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when did you come into your stepson's life? Like how old was he?
1: Um, my current stepson—he yeah. was nine okay. when I came into his life. Yeah, he was nine years old, okay. and um, his brothers and sisters were—um—one was eight, and one was six.
2: Okay, okay, so, still pretty mm-hmm. little. So and you've yeah. done the blended family thing twice now, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, so you, I have. And you're I like always double blended. When I right? say that, oh, that's right. Uh-huh. And just give, give people time to either laugh or shake their heads. And when that's over, then I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: yes. And I've learned a lot.
1: <laughs> I have still learning. Absolutely.
2: So but you still have a relationship with um your stepson from your previous marriage, correct?
1: I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So how, what have you done to support that? Because that is something that you've talked about that I'm like, that is so awesome. And I wish more Mm -hmm. people could do that because like, you know, you still, just because you aren't married to the spouse anymore, doesn't mean you don't care about the kid, Uh you know? Like, so what are, what are some things that you've done to build and support that relationship?
1: Well, I think one of the main things, and thank you for saying that, because it is so true. One of the main things is when we come in to these families as adults mm-hmm. and we see these cute commercials on TV, especially during Mother's Day, right? When this guy comes in with the Zell's necklace and this uh-huh. little cute eight-year-old boy is standing there and he's on his knee asking if this kid would mine, if he marries his mom. And we sit in our home and laugh like this kid is really going to stop what's about to go down, right? <laughs> so um, knowing that, You know, the kids really don't have that last say when it comes to who comes into their home. Mm -hmm. We would like to think so. We do ask. We do check. We make sure the vibe is both ways. Mm -hmm. And it normally is. So they're vibing with me. I'm vibing with them. I think we can make this work. So we do it. But the real result and the truth of the matter is, if they went to their mom or their dad and said, I know you think this dude is fine and he's everything and he's giving you everything you want and you guys connect and you click, I don't like him. Uh Like that's going to stop the marriage. I think it will derail it. I think the relationship would have to go into a different caveat, but it's not going to stop the progress. Mm -hmm. With that in mind, I always thought if I'm into this kid's life, it's not his choice that I'm here. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to take some of his space and invade some of his space mentally, physically, the least I can do is commit. Mm -hmm. commit to the point to where he says he doesn't need that commitment anymore. And what I've done, Rachel, to your question is simple. I've given him all the space he needs. And that is the magic potion to what keeps our relationship the way it is today.
2: I love that so much.
0: I know. I think it's so helpful to give kids that space and recognize that they are kids. And like you said, they don't have a choice in this. And they may like you some days and they Mm -hmm. may not like you some days, but letting them have that option I think is really powerful for kids and dealing with the crap that happens inside of us as a result of Mm -hmm. that is also really helpful because that's not their responsibility. Our reaction to what they do
2: is our responsibility and we have to change it. Right. Absolutely. So I know we have a couple of biological parents that listen to our show too. Is there Mm -hmm. anything that um, your first stepson's biological mom did to like enable you to continue that relationship with him that maybe other biological parents could implement into their situations?
1: Ooh, good question. And you know what? What she's done is is beautiful because she's given him the option to say yes or no. Um, she has not given him, and here's a great thing here that I love that I've learned here as a stepdad, to remove the or out of everything mm-hmm. and replace it with and. Oh. So, what she's done is given him the option to have an and and remove the or. Oh, I like that. So, it's that. either this new life we have or your stepdad. It's either this new direction we're going uh-huh. or the direction we came from. Remove that or. Replace it with and mm-hmm. and say it's the new direction we're going and the relationship you had with your stepdad. It's how we're moving now and the direction your stepdad is moving in should you choose to associate yourself with that. So, that was the thing I thought that made him understand that any direction he chose was a result of his own choosing and not pressure from him, from his mom, or myself. That and that, so I think, powerful. is um, a biological superpower um, that they can tap into and do with their um, children. So, yeah, she gave him the and option, girl. She slung that and option on him, <laughs> he put it on, and we was like, yep. It's happening.
2: <laughs> I like That's that. That's right. I want to so, use that I know, as wow. a step parent and an, as a biological parent. I think I'll, I'm going to start using that.
1: Yeah. You can do it. Do it. Take it. That's hot off the grill. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> so, kind of as a follow up question to that, a lot of biological parents would have a hard time doing that. What do you think helped in your situation with your ex
1: wife? I think in her heart and in her gut, she knew that I've always had her son's best interest at heart. And that's just it. She knew that I would keep anything he committed to me safe, whether that was his relationship, whether that was his time, whether those were his decisions, whether they were his failures or whether those were his mess ups or even the times him and I didn't get along or even the times when we bumped heads, she knew I would always have his best interest at heart. When you know that about your kid and somebody that you care about or even used to care about, it's easy to allow them that segue in and out yeah, of their lives.
0: That makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that. So I imagine that going from being a step parent the first time, we all know it's a huge learning curve.
1: Mm-hmm. What things
0: did you bring with you into this step parenting relationship?
1: Um, well, aside from experience,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, that's just a given. And that's, a, that's an onion type of response. <laughs> you can peel the layers back on that forever. Yeah, But that was the main thing, experience. And then the next thing I brought into this relationship was an understanding. Uh-huh. That is huge for me because even though I had the knowledge um, head-wise into my first relationship, because I did. I talk about all these um, <laughs> seminars and everything uh-huh. I went <laughs> <through>. <laughs> because I did go to them, right? I'm learn how to be a great dad and all that kind of stuff. Which is so awesome. I had the head knowledge, uh-huh. but I didn't understand and I didn't know. Yeah. So now I know. And I always like to do the comparison that if I left my driver's license in my driveway and my neighbor picked it up and somebody asked whose license is that, they could tell you everything about me because it's there. Well, this is Tim's license. Well, how tall is he? He's this tall. How much does he weigh? He weighs Uh this. What color is his eyes? They know it, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But if you were to have my wife find that driver's license in the driveway, Mm -hmm. and ask her the same questions, she would give you the answers. And she would go on to say, and his favorite color is, and he Uh doesn't really like this. And he's really stubborn when it comes to, that's a different knowing. Uh So for me, I think I had the head knowledge of the neighbor driving, finding the driver's license in the driveway the first time going in. Uh But this second time around, I had the knowledge, knowledge, right? Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it, um, it, it just helped out a lot. So I understood that I wasn't there to fill all voids, yeah. um, that I wasn't there to make anything better, that I wasn't there to give the kids an ultimatum, that I wasn't uh-huh. there to take away their identity with their father. You know, all these things that I didn't know first, I knew now. So um, it was a great experience and it made the segue easier for me.
0: I can imagine knowing what to expect and learning from your mistakes. And I've made tons of them, so that's where I'm speaking from. Yeah,
1: join the club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then having that and going into it again, I feel like it's you know with parenting or with anything, when we know and when we've been through stuff, we're like, oh, okay, this is how you do this. But it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of knowing, like you said, that knowledge, knowledge versus just like I understand this, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. What things have been good for you about being a step parent?
1: Um, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is the immediate gratification for being and lending and giving to a life that you didn't have the privilege of bringing into this planet, bring uh-huh. into this atmosphere. And we get to be a part of that. And I don't take that for granted at all. So that brings me the most joy when I could see an opportunity to serve these humans in my home. So that's it. the first thing I think about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other things. Um, being a step parent to me, still, because this is the way I look at it, it allows me the opportunity to flex my superpower. And we all have one. It's just a matter of identifying it and being okay enough with your insecurities and being okay enough with your flaws to walk in that superpower. Oh, yes. Right. So yeah. that is another thing I love about it. Mm-hmm. Being a step-parent offers me that, um, that option with the kids.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, what have been some of the hardest things about step-parenting for you?
1: I think learning how to reel in emotions and expectations uh-huh. that as a, <laughs> as a parent to give. Yeah. You want to exude and display. But as a step parent, those things necessarily aren't welcome all the time, mm-hmm. nor are they even needed sometimes. Yeah. So learning the difference between how to reel those things in has been a bit of a challenge for me. And it still is, mm-hmm. depending on where we are and what we're doing. The only difference is now um, is that I know how to move in and out a lot more swiftly. So it gives the illusion that I've mastered it and I have not. <laughs> the only thing I've mastered is how to move in and out of it smoothly.
0: That's good, though, because that is a huge step to take. And a lot of us get stuck in our old patterns and our old stuff and thoughts and feelings. And it is hard for some of us to move out of it. So you're, it's mm-hmm. huge progress. You're not perfect. I'm shocked. You're, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I know it. Of I know us it. are perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. um, mm-hmm. Just a minute ago, you talked about the superpowers of being a step parent. Do you feel like that's the same for every step parent, or do you feel like each individual step parent has something different to offer?
1: Yeah, I love love this question. Anytime somebody <laughs> asking me about about superpowers with step parents, I'm like, yeah, there it is, there it is. Okay, so we all have, to me, this basic superpower, right? We all have the power to step in or to step out. Of the parenting role. Now, listen, people may hear that and be like, what do you mean? I need you to close your eyes and just think about what I said. You have the power to step in and to step out of the parenting role. Parents can't do that. You know why? (laughs) Because if we try, guess what we are when we do? We're still parents, right? We don't get to step out. (laughs) But as step parents, we really do. We really honestly do. Mm -hmm. So with that is the basic superpower we all have. And if you go a little bit further, each step-parent has another part of that superpower that they discover while they're in their home, while they're with their children, while they're exploring the dynamic that makes that particular home work. Mm -hmm. And that could be anything. Your superpower outside of your basic one could be the power of reason. Right? Oh, the power yeah. of tolerance. You can have the power of non bias. You can have the power mm-hmm. of vision, right? Because as parents, sometimes we're in those woods. We can't see the trees before the forest. And as a step parent, you can. Yeah. So you can offer that part of a vision that a regular parent can't do until later on in life with their children. So that's just a couple of examples of some of the superpowers we have as step parents.
0: I really love those. I feel like is kind of, I'm um, being on the older end. Sorry, Rachel. It's okay. <laughs> um, with my stepdaughter's <laughs> growing up so much, I am um, disengaging from the parental role a lot more and engaging mm-hmm. in more of a friend role. Like I can just talk with my girls. How's this going? What What are you enjoying about this? And, and I don't have to worry about, hey, you're not doing the dishes or, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, especially with my oldest one graduating this last month, you can get... Um, so wrapped up in that parenting stuff sometimes, and I love the kind of being able to step out of it and look at it from a different, I wouldn't say it's a friend because you're still a parent, but just like a supportive adult role, maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: That's correct. Yeah. yeah, it's correct. And the great thing about that is to Sarah and Rachel's that apart and unlike being a bio parent, because those rite of passages happen with us as bio parents as well, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, my, my son is 16 now, so my bio son is 16 and when he turns 18, we'll have a different rite of passage that we do yeah. and we go into those different phases. But the great thing about being a step parent is you don't have to wait for those natural rite of passages. You can start at an eight-year-old, right? Because yeah. in their minds, they already know you're not the bio parent. Mm-hmm. So that automatically slides you in a different psyche with them. Yeah. So they're able to relate to you right off the bat as somebody they can count on and trust. Unlike they would do a bio parent. I'm telling you, when you exercise and walk in some of those superpowers, you will be a bad, at. I mean, you know, bad person. <laughs>
2: you can say it. It's fine. It's all good. So,
1: yeah, but I understand what you're saying because you're, you're absolutely right.
2: And I would agree. Like, uh, you know, my stepdaughters are 12 and 9 right now, and mm-hmm. they um, – they definitely tell me things they would never tell their parents, Uh you know, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know who they have crushes on. I know, you know, all that stuff that it's like you, you tend to put a barrier between yourself and your parents with those things. Right. Um, But yeah, so I can definitely see that. Um, That's correct. So looking at statistics and things now, um, Mm -hmm. some statistics say that, one third of all kids are living in blended family situations. Some report higher, some report lower. And the U S census doesn't actually take statistics on that. So it's hard to be hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, across all races, all socioeconomic classes, they're saying about one third of all kids um, and that there are a lot more blended families. So from your first blended family to your current blended family, just like thinking from the very beginning to present, have you noticed any societal shifts in support or perspectives on blended families?
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm i so glad to see what's happening happen. Mm-hmm. I think somebody had mentioned some time ago I saw them speak on or write, maybe it was on Instagram, they put that post up for sent me an email saying that the blended family now is the new norm, right? Uh, Um, And they are correct. And not only that, but because of the mindset of society now, Um, how things are set up in place. We have so many different cultures now that are accepted and adapted in every aspect of society. Uh So now what we have is an open mindset. And you know what? It's almost if you goes to someone and say, hey, like, this is my family, and um, these are all my kids, and this is my wife, or this is my husband, my partner. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, um, like a real family family. <laughs> 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 and that's how much more to the forefront blended families are becoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost to the point now to where if you say you're in a traditional type family, people are like, <gasps> Okay. Wow. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we I, I've seen that shift from my first um, time because my first time as a stepdad was 2001, I think. Okay. So um, we come back in full swing now. Not only that, but the resources now that are available to us. Yeah. Society now is accepting more of the fact that this is a thing. Yeah. And not only that, most of the people in positions that we thought were noteworthy and they still are are also Blended family people,
2: mm-hmm. and um, uh-huh. these
1: are things. So the change is definitely coming, and it's happening. The acceptance is as much more um, widely known now, I think, mm-hmm. um, than when I first started.
0: I like that. Is that kind of what led you to start your podcast?
1: You know, thank you for that question. It's it's important, and I say it because I almost stopped the podcast. Uh huh. So I, I didn't. I almost didn't do it, and. It was a big time in between. If you follow my Instagram line or any of my other social media sites, anything that had to do with Blink Credible, I just stopped it.
0: That's what I was thinking. like October or so?
1: It was. I stopped it in October because I put the first episode out, like introducing Blink Credible, right? And after I did that, I stopped because I had to make sure two things. One, that whatever I was going to offer this dynamic was going to be something that was pure, Uh something that was coming from a place of wanting to serve, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not just sell, not just talk, not just rant, not just bleed all over the place. You know, all those things. Now don't get me wrong. All all of those things are important and needed.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: I wanted to make sure from my standpoint that what I was going to be bringing to our community was from a place of pure energy and that's Mm it. So I had to stop. And I thought, if I stop, And if it nags on me and pulls on me to where I have to do this, Uh then I'll come back. And um, that's what happened. I just started thinking again and seeing some of the posts and hearing some of the people. And every time I would talk to someone about family, they would ask me these questions and we'd be talking. And I thought, you know, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. So um, that is how the podcast started. That's why Incredible Credible is birthed. And um, another part of me, too, has somewhat of a Jedi (laughs) mindset. Um, to try to keep the vultures away because this is a new dynamic. Uh This is the next hot thing, right? Um, Blended families. And Uh now all of a sudden, we've got all of these experts on blended family households (laughs) and all this kind of stuff. And my question to them is, where have you been, right? Right. And all this other stuff. And what are you serving and giving to our community? Uh Um, And so when I started Blended Credible, I started it from a standpoint of a place that we would serve and be able to recharge as step-parents. I don't have to cover conflict. I don't have Uh to cover um, fights in the home. I don't have to cover lawyers and law and all that kind of stuff. There's plenty of podcasts and people out there focusing on that. Uh My focus is going to be connection and understanding that you are supernatural as a step-parent. And if you think anything less than that, you obviously haven't been listening to me and you (laughs) obviously haven't taken a good look in the mirror to understand who you are. How many people on your block could step into a family and do what you do yes. and tolerate what you tolerate and still come back with the desire to love, to care, mm-hmm. to support? I'll wait because it's not a big number. So yeah. while it is growing nationally nationally, and nationwide, you right now, right here, right where you are, are doing something that's never been done before in this family. And that is stepping mm-hmm. in and stepping up. That is what Incredible is all about.
0: That makes Okay, Tim, thank you. So you have talked a lot about step-parents and um, the positivity and the cool role that step-parents can play in their kids' lives. Did you learn that or was that something you came into your first marriage with? And if you learned it, how did you learn it?
1: Um, I think that's it's both the main bulk of but it's something that I came in with because I think all of us have a natural wiring and I'm naturally wired to inspire But if you take that and move that toward a dynamic like a blended family, then you learn how to incorporate that into where you are. So that's basically what happened here in my situation, just kind of learning how to take your natural bent and incorporate it for good in the position you are. And mine just happened to be blended family. So I'll try to figure out how to get that into there (laughs) to where we can make it something good and positive.
2: I like that a lot. I do too. Um, So... You mentioned that you're naturally wired to inspire, and you're very positive, and I love that. Have you had any influences in your life that have also helped you be more positive and influence others towards positivity?
1: Oh, yeah. Teachers. I mean, I think the first one that comes to mind is Ms. Fields. She's a, a sixth grade teacher for, of mine that kind of allowed me to understand my learning and how I learned, and she was way ahead of her time. So she was very instrumental, and I had another teacher um, for my third grade who spent time with me after school and helped me because I just did not like school uh-huh. oh, I couldn't take it. Um, it was just so boring to me Everything <laughs> was boring to me except for a couple of a couple of courses were different But they noticed some things and helped me out to learn a different way and those were very inspiring They helped me and instilled something in me that i'm drawing from even still today And then of course, you know, you have your parents and other influences that you seek out when mm-hmm. you realize what it is you kind of have a bent toward. So everybody from, um, I guess some of the big ones, um, Les Brown and all those guys and just reading what they have to say and watching them and following them helped me out a lot.
0: Good. I like that. Les Brown is so inspirational. <laughs> I love listening to his stuff and I want to, my goal is to speak on stage with him someday cause he's really cool. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great goal. Thanks, uh, <laughs> Rachel's super
2: positive too. <laughs> yep. At least
1: you know when that I that energy. And that's good.
2: When I know I'm being recorded, I'm probably a little more positive than the
1: other times. <laughs> uh, you can join the club on that one. That's, the, that's that's what makes what you all do so great because you offer the realities of blended families and step parenting, but you also give the actual work that has to be done. Mm -hmm. You can't get around that. And that's the part that people really don't want to spend time um, digging into, Uh right? You have to do the work and um, it's just not going to fall in your lap. It's not going to come to you by osmosis. You're not going (laughs) to wake up one day and say, wow, now this is the way it's supposed to go. That's not how it's going to (laughs) happen. So you have to put the work in to get something out of where you are.
2: Right. And it's something you constantly have to remind yourself to do. So like even today, Mm This morning, um, my stepdaughters came back from their mom's house and my younger stepdaughter wanted to have a play date. And I'm like, well, your little brother's been missing you. Like, I don't really like doing play dates on transition days. So I was whining to Sarah about it. (laughs) And she's like, well, have you told her that that's the expectation? Like, does she know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) I haven't. Mm -hmm. And I need to, you know, we all need that constant reminding of like, Hey, you know, set those expectations, have those boundaries, and mm-hmm. that you know reinforcement that we can do this.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I didn't sound that grouchy about it.
2: <laughs> oh no, you sounded really <laughs> sweet. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> Rachel, have you told her? <laughs> Sorry, you know, you were you were really sweet about
2: it. I didn't mean to make it sound like you no, were. Fine. That's my inner voice coming out okay. right there. Um, have you done this yet? <laughs>
1: no, that's all right. That's why you guys are a great tag team. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Fun. <laughs> um, with doing the work that you talk about, and I kind of want to go into that a little bit. First, what do you think of as the work of step parenting? And then, second, how did you do it? Like, what helped you? And what, you know, did you journal? Did you like go to therapy? What kinds of stuff did you do? Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, all of the above. Okay, I did um, therapy, counseling, uh-huh. journaling, reading, yeah. and talking. But I can tell you right now, when I say do the work as a step-parent, I mean actually do the work, learn about your children,
0: Yeah.
1: not just what they do, but learn learn the why, learn the things that cause them to operate naturally. Uh Not what they do, but (laughs) what causes them to operate naturally. Because if you learn what they do, and if you learn how they react, you'll miss it. You have to do the work to understand the verbiage that they speak. Yes. So that is important. And I always have this thing, and I've, I'm writing, ladies, I'm writing a book. Woo! And so, <laughs> so a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is actually in the book and it's coming. Cool. But oh, one of the things that people have to do with their children, their stepchildren, is learn that language. And I always say you have yeah. to be bilingual. Uh-huh. When you're a step parent, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to speak parenting and you have to speak step parenting. Yes. You've got to speak both languages yes. and to understand them. So with my children, one of the things I do when I talk, when I talk about do the work is getting into the nitty gritty of their why. Mm-hmm. So um, why, my oldest daughter, why don't you really particularly care for being alone?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Why, my oldest son, do you particularly have a natural okayness with being alone. Mm -hmm. Uh Why to my youngest are you just okay with being okay and everything's okay? Uh You know, so all these things, you get to the why of these things, you understand the language your child naturally speaks. When you do that, you can relate to them that way and you can Uh talk that language. Mm -hmm. So I tell my kids all the time, you know, hey, I love you guys all the same. Gotta treat you different. Uh So, you know, that's part of doing the work. And that's um, something that there's a lot more to it than that. But that's the basis of, of what I talk about doing the work.
2: So I'm a speech language pathologist, and I love what? say that last word again. I know. What pathologist? So it's like a speech. Good Lord, speech Rachel! Language Here we go. How
1: many syllables is that word?
2: <laughs> oh, I told my nephew of my job. I told my nephew that he's a senior in high school. I told him my job title, and he looks at me, and he's like, "That was a lot of words." <laughs> Oh, okay. pathologist. So <laughs> gotcha. pathology is just like, you know, things that go wrong with speech and language, how we can, mm-hmm. you know, therapize those. <laughs> um, so, but I love what you said that, you know, you're learning that child's language and that kind of ties into the love languages, which is mm-hmm. a great book. And I don't think I would even limit love languages to the, the ones that are outlined in that book. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm you're learning their language and then you're doing what we would call in speech and language, a code switch. So you're switching to speak Ooh, a language like that it. they understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, that's exactly what you just described. So this is something like, yeah, it's been clinically studied and everything but you've applied it specifically to step parenting and parenting. Uh-huh. And you figured this out, you know, Separately from research and everything. And I love it. I love what you did. So you learned how you've learned how to code switch to speak the language of your kids and your stepkids and use that to build a relationship with them. And I think that's beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that code switch. Oh, I'm buying a black suit for that one. Mm -hmm. I wish I could copyright it, but you know. Oh, that's nice
0: i like that too and i talk about with my husband sometimes um our oldest stepdaughter i'm just gonna say her name it's kylie i haven't said it yet but i tell my husband chris you speak kylanese can you talk to her Mm -hmm. i'm having a hard time with it right now yeah Mm -hmm. that's something i struggle with a and that's
2: okay to do you know you recognized i i'm not doing well with this right now i'm gonna get an interpreter
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely Call one in quick. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the sooner the better. Yes. Yep.
0: <laughs> you seem pretty intentional about step parenting. Like you really think deeply about it and the best way that you can help those kids. Is that part of your nature also? Yeah,
1: yeah. it is. And that comes from being a, a stepchild, of course.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah. I'm a step that. kid myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, let's so, talk about that. So <laughs> um, I understand some of the mindset of being a stepchild, yeah. how, how, man, how that messes with everything and goes against the yeah. grain of everything society says should happen yeah. and yeah. it's supposed to happen. And so I understand. And I give those kids um, kudos and props, mad props to the stepkids, man, because they're in a position to where they don't have a lot of say. And, you know, as step parents, right. we talk about what we don't have yeah. to say. and We don't have ho ho. What about your kid? Amen.
0: Right? Yeah. They
1: don't have squat. That's it. And the only thing they know to do, on the verge of self-preservation, is to survive. Right? They're gonna survive your mess. They're gonna survive my mess. They're gonna survive their dad's mess, their mom's mess. This mess we put them in the middle of. Yeah. And because we're in this thing, and we're grown. And we are trying to get a grip on this myself. We're trying to understand what the heck is going on our own selves. And if you don't think that's true, look at your IG feed. We're trying to figure this out. But because our young kids and their 12-year-old minds and their 8-year-old minds are challenging you
0: Uh and
1: having difficulties, we want to go on rants about them 16 posts deep. Yes. And I'm looking at your own post and baby, you don't have it figured out. So (laughs) why do you think your kid should have it figured out? Why? Why? So, yes, there are extreme circumstances and situations. Yes, there are. There are children who are hell bent on making it tough for you for whatever reason. Right. right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the kids who are genuinely wishy-washy and don't know which way to turn. And one day they're good. The next day they don't want you. The next day they love you. The next day they don't want to be around you. The next day right. they're asking for you. And this kid has a problem that I'm just trying to know they don't. Mm-hmm. And if they did have a problem, go to the bathroom, look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you calling me the problem? I'm calling everything about what you represent the problem. Not you. Uh-huh. You represent a newness. You represent A replacement. You represent a new mindset. You represent an acceptance that's going to take place whether you like it or not. All those things you represent. So, if you can't get that through your mindset and the grid of your own thinking, and to get to that child's level and to help them understand as much as they can about why you're in this home and what you're here to do, then you are not really operating in the full nature of what you should be as a step parent. So, yes, I'm very intentional when it comes to the power we have in the lives of these children.
0: I like that so much. And I love the way that you depersonalize that for people. You are not the problem. It's what you represent. And when Mm -hmm. people take it personally, I see that's where a lot of like feelings get hurt, frustrations happen, um, you know, problems with stepkids. And it's not about us as a stepparent. It's about maybe our role or what mm-hmm. we represent to those kids, but That's it's really not about us, and we mm-hmm. have to be emotionally healthy enough to handle it. And a lot of us aren't. I know I wasn't when I first started step parent.
1: <laughs> no, me, even either. Yeah, yeah, me no. either.
0: Yeah,
1: me either. No, had <laughs> I had to process.
2: learn it. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Yep, had to learn it.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, as um, a child in a blended family yourself, what are some of the like? Can you even just give us maybe one example of something you brought from that experience? to change generationally for your family?
1: I think the proud, the pride of originating from the person you originated from. My stepmom always made sure that she never impeded upon that Uh and had plenty of opportunity to and would have been valid. Uh She never did. I always remember that Mm -hmm. and I I do that with my kids now, even my first stepson until my stepchildren now. These stories you see of the children taking the father's last name and being adopted Uh are beautiful. These are monumental statements that these children have made. And I think that epitomizes the beauty of what step-parenting is and can do.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I take a different approach Should one of my children come and say they want to do that, I would be honored and I would do it. But my approach is always, listen, this is my last name. You have a last name. This person was brilliant in this area or this person was obviously smart because look at you.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: name you hold, the name you carry, you have the responsibility of making that name even greater than it is already. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be here to help you. And if they came here and say, you know what? It's all good, but I want your last name. We would do it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I learned from being a stepchild is how beautifully my mom didn't even impede upon that. She yeah. always made sure that I knew who my mom was and some of the great attributes about her I carry. Yeah. So, and that's what I do for my children here as well.
0: I love that. My cousin, um I don't know what she calls him. She had a baby daddy in college. They were never married and um, raised her son. And even though he was awful to her and would take her to court for everything all the time and was so um, emotionally unhealthy, he she would never, ever talk bad about him to her son. And if he would have a hard time, she'd tell him that's your dad. Show respect to him. And I think that. As a stepchild, like hearing that, or it's even as a child hearing that in his case, just hearing, hey, you're part of your other parent, and that's not a bad thing, is so healthy and helpful that Mm -hmm. it gives them permission to be all of themselves, not feeling like they are parts of
1: themselves.
2: Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. oh thanks for sharing that with us too. Yeah.
1: No problem, ladies.
2: Love no that.
1: problem at all. <laughs> good question. Very good question. Oh,
0: you are you. so positive in the questions.
2: <laughs> Reinforce. Yeah, you
1: guys are asking all the right questions for me.
2: <laughs> good. We're glad. <laughs> well, are there any questions that we haven't asked you that you would like to answer or like share with our listeners and us?
1: Um. You know what? There are none. You all guys right. have hit every base. You've asked all the important questions. You've touched every aspect of my <laughs> own experience as a stepchild and as a stepdad. And Good. thank you so much. Thank you so much for highlighting um, my journey and being incredible as well. Thank you.
2: Oh, well, gladly. And we'll have to have you back on when your book is ready to yes. roll out.
1: But yes, you know it.
2: <laughs> one thing I want to do, and I, I am going to steal this from you, is that you say you like to build a bridge before you let people go so that, you know, we can make that connection. So Mm -hmm. why don't we build a bridge right now and have you share how people can find you, how people can connect
1: with you. You got it. Yes, ma'am. You can find me at blendcredible.com and on all platforms at Blendcredible. Nice.
0: Hey,
1: all I'm right. not following you on Facebook I gotta do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hit me up um the the group is there the people are there I haven't really nurtured Facebook as much as I should and I'm all on Instagram right now and doing some other things but yeah find me there I am there all right hey
0: okay, Tim we are so excited thank you so much everything
1: for- is blend incredible
0: Good. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, for interviewing with us today. You're welcome. I really appreciate your, we really appreciate your positive perspective and your insights as both a step-parent and a step-child and just everything.
2: You're amazing. And if whoever's listening, go follow Tim. (laughs) Yes, definitely follow Tim. Yeah. Thank
1: you so much, ladies. I appreciate you.
2: All right. We appreciate (laughs) you too. And we will talk to you again when your book's ready to roll.
1: Yes, ma'am. I'll let you know for sure.
2: Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That's it for now. But in the meantime... Keep on dancing. Mm. Good. Oh, you